Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reimbold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Now let me say that again. We Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, as I was praying this morning, I began to realize that there are so many things that, that comes in our lives. There's so many obstacles that try to miss guide us as into the Lord God guidance. I mean, as you all know, John 10.10 10 says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. And one of the places, and I know that you that have been with me all weekend now, understand this, this area. It was stolen right out from under the church's nose. Now, we're going we're gonna to finish this up have a few words to obviously say uh, with that. I, I, I think that, um, well, let me do this and then I'll do that. How's that? Let's go to Galatians 5. I, I, I'm going to try to try not to make this any longer this morning. Than... We never did find out who drew, drove the furthest this, uh, this time. How do you do that? How many drove over five hours? Raise your hand. Holy. <laughs> Let's try six hours. Oh, my Lord. Uh, eight hours? Anybody? Did anybody drive ten hours? One more time. Twelve hours? Thank you for coming. And we've got people that couldn't drive across the street, couldn't drive from here in town. You're hungry, you're called, and you're going to be submitted. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. You know, I always say, you know, everybody's got an excuse. But those excuses don't mean anything. They're just a way of lying. Okay? You find Galatians 5, let's do 14 and 15. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. And that's really and truly what we have been doing and what we've been after this weekend. Number one, I want you to understand that the command here to love one another is the law. Given to us by the Father through Moses, and now right on, right on end to now where we've come into what you call the New Testament. Ephesians 3.16. Ephesians 3.16 that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, 
that ye be rooted and grounded in love. Now notice how now he's come to that now. He said, again, 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, faith and love goes together, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, you notice as he puts this together, as Paul's writing here, and he's saying, now look, boys and girls, for those of you that, 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 that Christ is in your hearts, and bless God that you're, you're being rooted and grounded in love. Then he goes down, and the important part is to, to understand 19, to know that the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. So without the love, you can't get to the fullness. Say, without the love, without the love. I'll never, I'll never reach, the reach the fullness. You can't. Now, 20. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. But that exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. See, it even comes right down to the thinking part, doesn't it? But again, that can't, that can't happen unless the love is there to take place. Let's get to Ephesians 4 now. Ephesians 4, the first verse. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech ye that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. That word forbearing means to put up with. To put up with. What is this? Learning to love the unlovely? Absolutely. But you see, in learning to love people that aren't lovely, what happens in all that is it makes you realize. You can see in that person what you don't want to be. Often you can see that. But if you're not careful with the Scripture, you're going to end up being that if, in fact, you fall into those traps, all right? Three, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called, and one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended... What is it but he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Now, that's what we're, we're here for. Now, I know things with a prophet gets hard. And, and it's, you know, and I know that. But that's, that's what prophets are. But you see, I'm trying to perfect you. See, I, I, brought, I brought you a subject matter this, this, uh, this uh, quarterly. Is a, if you, it will perfect you if you let that happen. It will mature you. 
And that's what God wants. He wants, wants us all to walk into that, okay? So he goes, it's for the, I'm sorry, perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith. So you see, it's not just, well, if you get it or you don't get it. Well, you know, we'll, you know, no, that's not what it's about. That's what church was never supposed to be about. It was where it would bring everybody to the unity and the faith. And of the knowledge of God, of the Son of God, and to a perfect man, under the measure of the statute of the fullness of Christ, which we just read, you can't attain unless you are rooted and grounded in love. Fourteen, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sight of men, and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But uh, we, uh, you know, there again... Uh, that's the reason most of the church are goats and not sheep, is because they, they can be tossed to and fro at every, everything that comes down the pike. Anything new, anything different. There's people that spend hours and hours and hours on the Internet to try to find something they can read that will sound different when they get around their spiritual friends. Yeah, it's a competition. And they just to and fro, they're carried away with every wind of doctrine, anything that happens. Now, if you have been with me, and almost all of you out here have been for quite some time, you truly understand that it's only the sheep that hear the voice of God. It's only the sheep that follow after and know and know who He is. And it's only the sheep that, sheep that hear the voice of God. These people that do this are goats at best. Wolves at worst, okay, and and so you don't you can begin to identify, and any time you identify the goat instead of somebody being a sheep, you have to understand then they they lacked in places they were never matured, they always act like they are. These people all talk very very well about what they know and what they you know, but when it comes to the bottom line, no, they're they're they they're not there now. Fifteen, but speaking the truth in love. In love. There's that word again. Are you beginning to love that word or hate that word? You know what I mean? <laughs> May grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So it's going to take speaking the truth in love to grow up. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto edifying of itself in love. So, you know, what started with the Father in the, in the Old Testament, the Tanakh, is now uh, being exemplified, if you will, all the way through the writings of Paul and the writings of these other apostles. Let's go to First Thess Thessalonians. Okay, First Thessalonians. I'll get it a little early this morning for me. 4.9, 1 Thessalonians 4.9. But as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. You think they was having a little uh, problem there? Yeah, they, they had to be having a problem there because he said, but as touching brotherly love. Somehow, the brethren wasn't being lovingly to each other. You read between the lines there, and it's okay. You need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught 
So in other words, uh, what, what he's saying, hey, you've been taught this. You've been taught this. Now, to, to, I guess, to be able to say to you that, bless God, you haven't been taught this. As I told you in the start of, of this this weekend, we don't love each other. We tolerate each other. We don't even know how to love each other according as to what God commanded us to do. You're now beginning to get an idea of what it is to love each other. And you're also going to find out that we're not going to lay this subject down and sweep it under the rug. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to go right on, right on with it. Now, let's see. Um, let's see, where am I at? First Thessalonians 3. Let's do that one. Did I do that? No, I didn't, did I? Well, I skipped one. 3, 12, and 13. And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. To the end may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God. Without love, you cannot walk in holiness. Say, without love, I will never walk in holiness. It's a command. You have to walk in love. Now, First Peter, please. First Peter. One twenty-two. Now, even Peter got got in the act here. Seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, that you see that ye, I see, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. If you're going to have a fervent love for somebody with a pure heart, okay, I'm going to tell you something. We read where love covers a multitude of sin. We understand that love is the answer of you not getting yourself into a place of holding a grudge. We're going to get to that when we, we haven't got there yet. Because holding grudges does what? That, that's sin. If you have a grudge against somebody, you don't love them. Don't, don't, uh, don't try to play that game. You see, we justify ourselves with all of this sin that we're walking in every day, participating in every day, we, we justify that by the fact that I'm a Christian. Come on. I've got Jesus. Well, you may be a Christian, but the problem of it is you're not complying to the Word. It is only the Word, deliver the Word, that is going to do what? Just to have become a Christian, folks, again, how often do you hear this from me? That is your ticket to heaven. When you give up the ghost, when you die by receiving Christ, because he was sent here for the purpose to do what the law couldn't do, he wasn't the end of one covenant, the beginning of another, continuation of the covenant. He said, I don't do anything except the Father tells me to do. And yet at the same time, oh, I'm a Christian and I can't. Now, now uh, somebody was telling me this weekend that they ran into somebody that told, that, that told them that they don't sin. Now, they're Christian. They don't, they don't sin. 
The Baptists were really into that and, and may still may be. They've got so many sects of Baptist churches, I'm not sure where to put the finger to identify that. But, uh, but you see, isn't that something? Now, you won't go out of this room uh, today thinking that there's even a remote possibility that those people could be right. Paul said, I sin daily. Okay, and and for the, and for somehow for the church to come up with a doctrine, and that's what it is. That now that I'm saved, I can't sin. Now I know the scriptures they take and twist around for that. But you see, I have given you numbers of scriptures that when I get done something thirty-eight, forty scriptures over this weekend that bless God that that demands of us, commands of us, and by no means did I exhaust all of that. That we are to Follow the law. Follow the rules. Do what God tells you to do because there again, uh, there isn't any other way. And in order to uh, obtain what the Lord said, he said, be ye holy as I'm holy. Is God love? Yeah, right off the bat, John 3:16. He so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son to the world, to us. So when you when you begin to examine and begin to realize that that hey you know we're 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 in this thing but we're just out here treading water well I'm a Christian like that's going to take care of everything the church told you you didn't need the law anymore so this so well well the 91st Psalm belongs to you because you're a Christian and then you found out there wasn't any protection in the 91st Psalm just because you were a Christian. Never has been, just because you're a Christian. You didn't get all the blessings of the law, not having to work toward or do anything about the law, just because you're a Christian. Am I starting to make sense? Are you, are you starting to grab a hold of and begin to understand? This was a very, very easy way. I guess to make you feel uh, settled in your mind, not your spirit. Let's go to 1 Peter 3, 8. 1 Peter 3, 8. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be, be, be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but... Contrawise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips, that they speak no guile. Now, if you're taking notes, and I hope you are, this thing about guile, speak no guile. Oh, get ready. Discord? Yeah, that's guile. Now, let's make sure you understand what Peter's saying here. He's saying, for, that, for he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain. So you're not going to have, uh, 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 bless God, uh, if you love life, you're going to see good days. You're going to have to refrain your tongue from evil and his lips uh, that, that they speak no guile. So you want to have good days? You want to have success? You can't get be into this thing of discord. 
You just can't do it. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. Say, only the righteous has their prayers heard. But the face is against, uh, of the Lord is against them that do evil. Now, we've talked about maybe two or three times this weekend about what is evil, okay? And I think at this point you can fully understand for those that bless God that, that are into judgment, judging people, judging situations, and those that are sowing discord, is not righteousness. It isn't. And if God only hears the... Are you understanding why you're having problems uh, thinking that God moved to the Bahamas for the week at times? Are you beginning to understand? It isn't that God, it isn't, that God isn't interested in you. It's the fact that you are into such sin that He only hears the prayers of the righteous. Well, now, wait a minute. When I became... Now, here it is again. When I became what? A Christian? Then I became the righteousness of God. Yeah, you did, except one thing the church forgot to tell you. you got to work at it. It's not automatically handed to you. Now you have an opportunity, and you are the righteousness of God through Christ, if you participate in the law. And if you're not going to participate in the law, guess what? You're not going to get there, are you? Are you beginning to understand why your prayers aren't being answered? Hmm? Uh, and the Lord said, ask what you will in my name, and I will do it. Hmm. Hmm. Can some of you understand why you've had some success with God through repentance? Then you go back and fall into that same pit again, and then all of a sudden it seems like God left the whole world is because you fell back into these things. Deliverance means walking away and never returning again to it. Now, we had deliverance here last night, and I'm believing that. I'm believing that for you. I'm also believing that, bless God, that through all this, you have understood that we cannot be judging each other. We cannot be sowing discord one to another. We can't be biting and devouring each other with those things and be righteous, walking ever in holiness. But the only way that these things ever turn out right, they have to be exposed. Until sin is exposed, there's nothing you can do with it. And I know most of you, probably all of you in this room, has never been um, given the opportunity to understand in this depth of God's Word that we're in trouble. This is the reason we're in trouble. The whole church is in trouble because we picked and we chose what it was that we thought was the important things of the kingdom. And what's the most important thing? Number one, to love the Lord thy God with everything inside of you. Number two... Hmm? To love your neighbor as yourself. And that fulfills the law and the prophets. Let's go on. 
12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. Okay? But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Oh, I like that. You know, these scriptures like this, you, you need to go back through these now, and you need to start selecting out some of them. Like I said, put them on sticky notes and put them everywhere. Put them everywhere you can think to put them on the dash of your car, on the bathroom mirror, the refrigerator is a good place. And just begin to read them. Why? Because they are reminders to you. They're reminders. Let's go to 1 John 2. Now, you know, when we get into this, into First John, and let's see. Oh, yeah, I've got a whole lot to say here. whole lot to say. First John 2, first verse. My little children, these things I write unto you, that ye sin not. Now, you want to underline that. The part that ye sin not. The whole reason for this letter was that you sin not. Okay? And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the perpetuation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know know him if we keep his commandments. Okay? He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar. What is a liar? Those who do not keep his commandments. Where do liars end up? Oh, we've never heard that quite like that before, have you? That's what that is all about, being a liar. That, 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 but see, it, it, it's so important for you to understand what this all really means. And the truth is not in him, He's, you know. But whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Whereby know that we, that we are in Him. The love of God is perfected, brought to all maturity. And whosoever keepeth His word, observe and do all that is written. Isn't that what it says in Deuteronomy 28? Sixth verse. He that saith and, and, that he abideth in Him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. See, with that, and still today that goes on. Well, I'm a Christian, you know. I'm, you know, I. They they got the talk, but they don't have the walk, as they say. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that, uh, that saith he is in light and hateth his brother is in darkness even unto now. Boy, he made that straight, didn't he? He that, he that thinks he's walking in the light and hateth, hateth his brother is in darkness. He that loveth his brother and abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. It all lies within the, within the thing of love, doesn't it? If you're walking in love, you're not going to stumble. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whether he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. So when you're not participating in the fullness of love, you're blinded. Say, I was blinded. I was blinded. Now I see. Now I see. 
But you can't see until, bless God, the Word comes forth and washes the scales from your eyes. Only then can you, only then can you see. Only then you can, you can understand. Now, uh, uh, 12, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for, your, for His name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known Him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, now listen, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. These three places, all right, when love is properly in place into the hearts and the minds of, of the saints, of the children, you don't have to worry about lust of the flesh. Now listen, you don't have to worry about lusting after the flesh, immorality. You don't have to worry about it. Why? Because, again, love won't let you do that. But the reason we have that, the reason that, that there's as much sin in the church as there is in the world is because, again, why? No love. The love hasn't properly been taught, properly, properly demanded of the people. And so he says the lust of the, and the lust of the eyes, okay? Oh. Now, that can also be a sexual thing, but also can be this. Oh. Man, old Jonesy got a new car. Ah, I'm going to have to get one next year model out, out model his but one year. Lust of the eyes, okay? And the pride of life. Pride cometh before the fall. Pride. Well, you know, um, I do love them, but I'm just a little above that. A little above them. I Well, you know. I come down here, you know, with the rest of them, but, you know, I mean, I have a job that makes six figures and, you know, pride, 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 pride. Those three things have sunk more boats of people calling themselves Christians than it's imaginable, okay? Now, he goes on to say, uh, but, but he that doeth the will of the Father abideth forever. He says the world's going to pass away, the 17th verse, and the lust thereof, they're going to be gone. But he that doeth the will of the Father abideth forever. So because we're teaching the subject of love this weekend, then if you understand that the will of God abideth forever, then God's will is going to be done. Father, thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Okay? Remember we used to all pray that? Nobody understood what they were praying, but we prayed it, didn't we? First John 3, please. 1 through 4. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now 
are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath, that, that hath his, this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. So, when again, in, in, to pertain to love, it comes right back. You've transgressed the law. Now, down into the 14th verse, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We know that we've, we have uh, passed to death and life because we love Jesus. Now, wait a minute. Well, that don't sound right. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. That he loved not. He that loved not his brethren abideth in death. Now, folks, you want to hang on to your chairs here. Okay. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Now, I, I, wanna, I want to shoot a hole in this. Once saved, always saved, but I already did. Listen to this prophet. There's a lot of good church-going people burning hell today because of that. You can't murder your brothers and sisters and get to heaven. You can't speak ill of them. You can't hold contempt against them. Please hear what I'm telling you. Big-time stuff, isn't it? We should have been taught this from the beginning. We were, but nobody... We always look over these things. We want to get to, well, let's speak another tongue. Let's raise the dead. Hallelujah. Come up tonight, and we're going to anoint you so you can be all anointed ones. Oh. Like I said, you can, you can end up in hell speaking in tongues if you're not careful. This isn't a shoe-in, folks, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't imagine... I just can't imagine the ministry that spread the lies through the generations, what it has been like and what it's going to be like for them to stand before the Lord our God. Now, understand now that he said, the 15th verse, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Now, if you don't have eternal life in you, what have you got? you got death. What does that mean? Burning in hell. Now, if you understood that, say amen. Amen. I think we're getting somewhere. Hereby perceive we love the love of God because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for who? The brethren. Well, wait a minute here. I thought this thing was between me and Jesus. No, I'm sorry. It's not. It's between you and the brethren. But all, whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dealeth the love of God in him? Or dwelleth, I mean, it doesn't. My little children, let us not love in word, okay, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Oh, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. I'll be praying for you every day. 
Ah, come on, you've done it, you've heard it, right? 19. And hereby we know that we are of truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. See, now he's coming back and he's beginning to say and cover the same uh, block of words that the Lord Yeshua said, that ask and whatever you ask, I'll give it to you, okay? And now he's saying, and whosoever and, and whatsoever we ask, we, we receive it. Why? Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of, of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. And He that keepeth His commandments dwelleth in, in Him, and He in Him. And hereby we know that the, He abideth in us by the Spirit which, hath given, which He hath given us. 1 John 4, 1 John 4, 7th verse. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. You, uh, the, you know, these scriptures are powerful that's being written here. You need, again, to underline. You need to put it somewhere where you can read this stuff every day. Now, let me read it again. Beloved, let us, not love, let, let us love one another, for, for, the, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. Now, if you don't love... The way God says to love, not the way you decided, I love you, brother. No, the way God commands to love. If you do that, okay, then you've got to understand something. Then, then uh, everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. You don't even know God. He won't even let you know Him. Now, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this we, it was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Here in His love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the perpetuation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfect in us. Well, there it is. Okay. Here, hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. Now, the only way you can get his spirit is what? His love. Okay. That's the only way he's going to dwell in you, is love. If it's not there. Now, let me stop and, let me stop and say this. The infillment of the Holy Ghost is a gift from God, okay? But there's so many people that just seems, well, I just never got it. Well, you've got it. The problem is it can't be activated in you because what? You're walking contrary to the commandment of love. Am I making sense now? Some of us have prayed and never really felt like the presence of God was there. You know why? No love. So is there, is, is there a, a fact that that maybe 
you get into love and the fullness of the infillment of the Holy Ghost will come upon you? Yeah. And, and we, will, we will prove that in this congregation over the next year or so as we begin to, to in these quarterlies, um, not to rebaptize you. That's, that, that's silly. But what we'll do is, bless God, we will inject, we will inject the anointing into you, and you watch it begin to increase in you, okay? Because the, because the Spirit of God can now dwell there, stay there, and work there. Now, now I don't mean God isn't in, your, in you, okay? Because He is. That came through, bless God's salvation. But I'm talking about the, the power side of it, by the anointing. And we have seen at 14 verse, and to testify that the Father sent the Son to the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. And if you don't, then he doesn't. Okay? Herein, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because... As he is, so are we in his in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love causeth or casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect, is not made perfect in love. So if you have fear, you don't have love. Because let me tell you something. If you have love and it's truly inside of you, you understand whether you live or you die, you belong to him. It makes no difference. You're going to have eternal life, which is everything of which we have long since forgotten from the foundations of the world. Okay? When you return back into the realm of which you came from, do you know that you are an angel in a cage? Okay? One day, you're going to return back. You're going to return back to the angelic force from which you came. Mm, so good to be around a prophet, isn't it? Got a lot to say about that. We'll get to one day, all right? Going to make you walk out of here walking about three foot off the ground. <laughs> then you're going to find out how stupid you really are, okay, when it comes to the things of the supernatural. God is love, okay? 19, we love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he's a liar. There it is again. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Get a hold of this. And this commandment have we from him, that he, all, uh, he who loveth God love his brother also. Now again, you can't, you can't love a God you've never seen and hate a brother a sister that you're with and you see that person's religion is in vain, okay? Jude one seventeen. Jude one seventeen. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who 
should walk after their own gun godly lusts. There's going to be mockers. Going to walk after their own ungodly lusts. Now, would you say that people that lust not to love, oh, wait, you're supposed to lust to love. No, you can lust not to love. The mockers within the last days, these be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. There it is again. No love, you don't have the spirit. Then does it make sense to understand now why I call these people soothsayers that are out here operating by familiar spirits because they don't even have the spirit of God? I didn't say they weren't saved. I'm talking about the spirit of God that would bring them forth into God's kingdom here on this earth. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ and eternal life. Keep yourselves in the love of God. We're being warned here, really, to keep ourselves, to keep ourselves, to keep ourselves, to keep ourselves. James 1.26 Now, James 1.26, it says, If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. What's he talking about? He's talking about sin. If you're not smart enough to quit judging, sowing discord, Understand, you've deceived your own heart, and that's exactly what the church has done. That's exactly what you've done. You've deceived your heart into believing that, bless God, that you can be evil by not loving. You can be evil by speaking all manner of ill. You can be, you can be, you can't be evil by going out here and telling other people about old brother Jones over there. Can't do that, folks. There's nothing in the Scriptures. Do you understand how the lack of knowledge has destroyed you? It's, like, it was, it's been there. Never taught like this for generations. But it has been there, and now that it has come full term, because it's like I said, when we return to Israel, the Scripture says we will live as though and like unto the Garden of Eden. Now, what was in the garden? No sin. Until what? Eve sinned. Adam sinned. And then things were different. Well, see, we're going to live in a whole different situation. Now, listen. If, if we don't get over there and fall into sin, can you begin to understand why it's going to take a number of years to teach, a number of years to deliver, before we can go there? Wouldn't it be a shame to go over there and one of you knuckleheads screw this whole thing up because you didn't understand love? Isn't going to happen. Like I said, we're going... See, that's what this is about. This is a staging time. It is a time when God is drawing all of you and others that aren't here as the first fruits of this thing. We've got to teach you how to walk in all this stuff first and be certain that you're going to walk in it so you can teach the multitudes that will be under you. 
Okay? That won't happen all at once, of course. But what good's it going to do to let you teach, bless God, when you yourself huh, have a beam in your eye? It won't, will it? That's the reason it's, it's, it's important just to step back and relax. And, 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 and I don't know how to, how to say anything any differently than what I'm about to say. I'm teaching you truths. I'm teaching you truths that the church long since forgot or never knew or wasn't interested in. I've heard pastors say, well, the love thing, they'll get that, you know, they'll get that later. That should have been first. But unfortunately, it wasn't. Okay. But now, and, 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 and for your side of this thing, you can't blame yourself because you didn't know. You can't say, well, we should have seen that. No, no, you can't see that until revelation knowledge is brought to you for you to be able to see that. Now that that revelation knowledge has come, now God is demanding of us. And I, and I think I said this to you last night. This is probably uh, the biggest mountain that we as, as an organization is going to have to climb. Because we're going to get this right, folks. And, and like I said, and I know it sounded very harsh to some of you. If you can't get this one, there will not be another one. And you either will fall away or we will say goodbye. Because we can't take it back like that. And there's nobody in this room doesn't need to walk in the fullness of this. There's nobody in this room that is walking in the fullness of this. Okay? So therefore, we've got a job to do, don't we? We've got a job to do. Well, let's go back to Matthew 7. And, uh, of course, I'm sure you know where we're going here if you study the Word. Matthew 7, first, first verse. And here Yeshua is trying to straighten some things out, okay? He's trying to. Matthew 7, 1. Judge not that you be not judged. Now, that should be completely clear. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure you meant, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considers not the beam that is in thy own? In other words, you don't have a right to judge somebody else. Okay? And, and you can't. You can't judge anybody else. That's what he was, that was the whole thing here. Four, or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, very strong word. First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the, the, the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet. And turn again, and rend you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And every one that asketh receiveth, and he that, that, that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom, if his son ask bread, will give him a stone? Or if ask a fish, will give him a serpent? 
If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. So it goes right back to the whole thing. It goes back, if you're not going to love. Now what is it that love will not let you do? Love will not let you judge. Love will not let you sow discord. Love will not let you in any way, shape, or form, even in your thoughts, hate your brother. Now, what happens when you hate them and speak against them? You murder them. Your words... Now, let's go back. Words are the most powerful things that there's ever been in this universe, this world. For then the Lord God said, let there be, there was. Okay? Your words also create. Your words, when you speak, well, um, you know, they're, I, they're just wrong about this. Or, I mean, I, I, this is my opinion. No, you're judging, of course. What are you doing? You are murdering your brother. You're murdering your sister. You weren't called to murder. And besides that... No murderers will enter into the kingdom, right? Anybody guilty? Is anybody guilty? Sometimes I I wish that the church could have had this message. One time they did, okay? But as I said, as we broke off into our own sects of Christianity and called ourselves these different names and fell because we were divided, according to the Scriptures, didn't come. The way in is not narrow. I mean, the way in is narrow. It's not wide. Okay? And few, now listen, few hereby will find it. I hope you're listening to me today. There's a lot of good people that were good people. But you see, just being a good person doesn't line you up with the Scriptures. If you're speaking against people, you're a murderer. If you're a murderer, you're not going to heaven. Why didn't somebody tell me this? Can you imagine the people that have stood before the Lord God that have said exactly that? Pastor, why didn't you tell me this? Why didn't you explain this to me? That me and mine are going to be forever throughout eternity in the lake of fire. Well, they'll be right there with you. Now, once saved, always saved? No. It is the beginning of the journey. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change 
your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Adonolam, Asher Malam. 